0: So I decided that, why not? Why don't we just continue? Yesterday was nitananda's parents' day, at least in America. Why don't we continue discussing Lord Nitananda, As we often have done, we have often continued our discussions for many days. So in that vein, we're going to discuss uh, from a book called Nitananda Charitamrita. Jai some pastimes that were written by Vrindavan Das Thakur, which may also be found in other shastras. But first, we're going to have some Nitananda Kirtan, Nitai Gauranga Kirtan, just to develop a mood. <laughs>
1: Sri Krishna Chaitana Prabhonitananda Shi Adaita Gadadhar Shiva Sadi Gaur Sri Krishna Chaitana Prabhonitananda Shi Adaita Gadadhar Shiva Sadi I have to hear. Hold on. I
0: have to make sure this sounds right.
1: Sri Krishna Chaitana Prabhonitananda Sya da eta kada Shiva se ricalbta rinda. Kaulanga mitananda. I'm
0: getting confused
1: here. <laughs> Gora hari, gora hari, gora hari, gora hari. It's not working for me today. Nitya gora rangga jaya, nitya gora rangga, nitya gora rangga jaya, gora hari. Nitya gora rangga jaya, nitya gora rangga, nitya gora rangga jaya, gora hari. Ni ta ni ta ni ta ni ta tai goronga Ni ta ni tai ni tai ni tai goronga Ni ta ni tai ni tai ni tai goronga Ni ni tai ni tai goronga Ni ta ni tai ni tai goronga Ni ta tai ni tai goronga Ni tai ni tai tai goronga Ni tai goronga Jaya Ni tai goronga Ni tai jaya, jaya, tai nitai golan anujai nitai golan utai golan gaja yago hari hari krishna hare krishna krishna krishna, krishna hare ram, hare hari ram hari ram hare 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 krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hari ram hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 krishna 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 hare hare hari ram Hari ram mara ram hare hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare hare hari ram hare ram mara ram hare hare mithai ko rang aaye mithai ko rang Nithai Jai Gauranga Jai Nithai Jai Jai We had
0: uh, given class yesterday, and we talked more on philosophy. And so today we're going to speak a little bit more about Leela. And I will read and explain uh, several things, which I think you will find fascinating, amazing, and so forth. So, we discussed yesterday uh, that when Nimai was growing up and, and Nitai was growing up in Akachakra every day, he and his friends would enact pastimes and they would enact them exactly. And they would even enact pastimes that were not written in scripture. And um, when he was asked, how do you know all these pastimes? He said, of course I know them. They're my pastimes. People didn't, you know, they understood that Nitai was special, but they weren't really sure. Maybe he's an incarnation. Or we don't know. But just like with Krishna, everyone in <clears throat> everyone in ekachakra was naturally attracted to Nimai and uh, he was more dear to them than their own life. Just as all the residents of Braj, for them, Krishna was more dear than their own life. In the same way Uttai was like that. You can imagine if he grew up in your village what you would think. Although the interesting thing is that where there's impurity people don't appreciate, they can't appreciate. That's the misfortune. Say everyone's misfortune, our own misfortune, as Mahaprabhu said, nanuraga. Dudaivam, uh, ihajani, nanuraga. My raga is not, has not taken birth, so I'm dudaivam. I'm unfortunate. I don't have an attraction. So, there is something we're going to begin with because we talked a little bit about these childhood pastimes. Anyway, I'll, I'll review a few things we spoke about, and then bring us up to where we're going to begin reading. We had discussed yesterday that, of course, as we're saying, Nita's growing up was amazing, and you know everything that's typical of of Krishna or Balaram, Ram, Lakshman is typical of Gore and Nita. So. When he was 12, Lakshmi Pati Tirta came to visit and stayed at their home, uh, the home of Hadai Pandit and his mother Padmavati. That was the mother and father of Nitai. And so when he was leaving the next morning, he made a request. So naturally, their guests and he's a sadhu, a saint, naturally you you give them what they ask. He said, I have a request. Yes, sure, of course. I'm going on pilgrimage, and I don't have an assistant, and I'm just going for a few days, and uh, would you give me your son for a few days? Now, at that point, Nitya was 12, and and Lakshmi Pata Tirtha said, I will take care of him like my own life. So, wasn't a question of Nitai not being safe. It was only three days. But everywhere that Nitai went, his father was always around. He couldn't bear separation. As you could imagine, if Nitai were your son, how could you bear separation? So when he heard this news, it was totally devastating to him. But he couldn't refuse. But what happened was after these few days it's not exactly clear but this is what seems to have happened it describes that Nitai went on pilgrimage through all, all over India. So he must have been with Lakshmi Pati Tirtha for a few days and he never re- returned home and it was said before Lakshmi Pati Tirtha came Nitai was always thinking how he could leave home. Uh, this is also symptomatic of of great personalities, sometimes you see them, they just want to dedicate their lives and renounce the world and renounce home and the protection and comforts of home, protection of their parents and so forth. So anyway, Nitai he went all over India. But the interesting thing was, in his pilgrimage, is he went to Vrindavan and he went to the places that he enacted pastimes as Lakshman, also, so he's in these places where he enacted his pastimes as Lakshman and Balaram. And when he went there, he just start crying, feeling separation, just crying, 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 remembering the leelas and pastimes, and you know what he was ex- feeling, what he was experiencing. That he'll probably never really understand. But he was meditating on the leelas and feeling a separation and remembering Krishna and remembering those pastimes and experiencing transcendental emotion from remembering those pastimes and crying, 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 crying and more crying. Now I want to read something for you. I want to read a little bit about the separation of Hadai Pandit, what he was feeling. Uh, It was unbearable for him. And I will just read it because it's so interesting and we will discuss it. As soon as Lord Nitananda left home, Hadai Pandit fell senseless to the ground. Who can describe the lamentation and crying of Hadai Pundit. Listen to this. This is interesting. Take it as you want, as an analogy or as a reality as a as a hyperbole or as actual as poetry hyperbole or actual fact. Even wood and stone melted hearing such lamentation. and wood and stone hear. Hmm. If they could, either they can hear and they melt it, or if they could, they would melt if they could hear. That's the conclusion. Hare Krishna. Hmm. I think we're getting too much light here. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Hadai became stunned due to vo- due to devotional mellows and people began to say that he had become a madman. He did not eat any grain for three months. He survived, however, only by the mercy of Lord Krishna. I think not eating any grain means he didn't eat anything. Oh, maybe some milk, I don't know. So, now, let's try to understand separation. How, how beautiful is Nitananda, How magnanimous is Nityananda? Well Think of someone in this world who's beautiful and magnanimous. And multiply it unlimitedly, and you still won't understand. So, if you have the Supreme Personality of Godhead as your son, and he's leaving, how would you feel? You would go crazy, and everybody thought. the I has gone crazy out of something. He's like he's lost it. He he's lost it. Yeah. But you would lose it also. Listen on, it gets very interesting. It is natural that due to attachment, both the Lord and His servants are unable to leave each other. This is the inconceivable nature of the Lord and the Baishnavas, Lord Kapila became indifferent and left his widowed mother, Devahuti. Sukadev Goswami left his Vaishnav father, who was none other than Vyāsadeva. Without even looking back, Lord Chaitanya, the crest jewel among the sannyasis, was so detached that he left home leaving his mother Sachi Devi alone. From the spiritual point of view, such leaving is never actual leaving. So this is good to know so you don't spend the rest of your life crying when you hear these stories. His wife was so young, how could he leave her? This is so bad, I don't understand it. Brahmachandra goes through so much difficulty and then Sita comes back and then he hears a rumor that he's that he's accepted Sita back, he's like a henpecked husband, and he banishes her. It's like, oh, it's so painful. You hear about Radharani is almost dying, and separation from Krishna. So this, I, I thought of reading this just so you wouldn't have to spend the rest of your life in agony. Of course, I know your biggest agony is separation, separation from pizza and ice cream but someday this may actually cause you agony. But we now learn that it doesn't have to. So please listen. From the spiritual point of view, such leaving is never actual leaving. Some intelligent persons will understand this. All these pastimes are meant to deliver fallen souls. Hearing such pastimes melts even stones, uh, hearing such pastimes melts even stones. If even a Muslim hears such pastimes as the lamentation of Lord Ramachandra when he lost Sita, he will certainly cry. So, you know, sometimes this example is given of stones melting. Well, what does that mean? One, One thing it means is our hearts are like stone according to Bhagavatam, second canto. Uh, when you're not exhibiting ecstatic symptoms, at least the stage of baba, when you're chanting, must be you have a well steel-framed heart, stone-like heart, stone, steel, same thing. Can melt even steel. These pastimes can melt even steel-framed hearts. So that's the idea that if we feel, if we read these stories and we feel something, that's really good because otherwise we're feeling so many things so many things not related to Krishna. And that's not good. So if we feel something related to Krishna, if we feel some lamentation separated, oh, Lord Ramachandra, banish Sita, this is so bad. And she's pregnant and it just like couldn't get any worse than this. After, after all of that, she's banished for a year and all the struggle he goes through. And now she's pregnant and he banishes her. And if you can cry, that it had said even a Muslim girl... Which means, basically, it means anyone who's not connected with Vedic culture, is not practicing Krishna consciousness, even they will cry when they hear these leelas. And that crying will purify them because the heart, the stone-like heart is starting to melt. So that's one of the reasons Krishna does these leelas, to melt our hearts. going to read this again there's one thing mm. all these pastimes are meant to deliver the fallen souls that's why he does it so so we'll find um, otherwise we're going to lament about material relationships we're going to cry over our own spilled milk and, and we're not going to cry about Krishna so if we can cry about Krishna that's we're very fortunate you agree? That would be our great fortune. Sometimes devotees, you know, they say, sometimes I cry in kirtan, this and that. Why? Because they served prasadam out? You didn't get any? Is that why you're crying? Um, No, I'm just joking. So, um, yeah, we're all invited to Italy for pizza and ice cream. Okay, getting on the next plane. Jyotur says, it makes me broken heart to see Nityananda going around places where he was Balaram together with Krishna. I can't even imagine that. Loss. I'm getting mad by separation from my Guru Maharaj And I have known him only a couple of years. Yeah. I cannot think of Nityananda missing Krishna. So we're going to read we're going to read about some of well, we're going to read one of the most amazing things you'll ever hear in your life. Well, maybe not one of the most amazing, but it's up there. Uh, we're going to read later about the meeting of Nitananda Prabhu and Lord Chaitanya at the home of Nandan Acharya. Acharya. Nandan Acharya. That's proper Bengali pronunciation. In Mayapur. And what went on there was Amazing. It's just like, yeah, yes, okay. But now, um, oh, I forgot to mention um, when uh, Nityananda Prabhu was traveling. He came. He traveled until he was twenty years old. He came to Mayapur when he was twenty and he didn't come to mayapur before that and he wasn't preaching krishna consciousness before that he only started when mahaprabhu when mahaprabhu's mission started mahaprabhu came to mayapur i mean excuse me mahaprabhu was in mayapur but when mahaprabhu's mission started to preach krishna consciousness that's when nitai came nitai was 32 years old at that time mahaprabhu was 20 so that's when nitai came But on this pilgrimage, two interesting, amongst many interesting things that happened, two stood out in my mind, at least the the two things that kept me awake this morning while I was reading. Sometimes you read things, they put you to sleep, and sometimes you read things and they wake you up. Nittai and his Travels went to a place called Shaila and met Lord Shiva and Parvati. Hmm. And then he traveled to where Bhyasadev lives and he met Bhyasadev. And so they, they had an exchange with Lord Shiva and Parvati, Mother Parvati, and also Bhyasadev. Interesting, right? Okay, now we're going to read about something ecstatic because I know you all like ecstasy, it fills in the cracks of our miserable material existence, right? This is um, this is Nityananda meeting Madhavendra Puri. Mm. Madhavendra Puri is the root of ecstatic love of Krishna in the mood of the residence of Braj. He's the root. The first. Yes. Hmm. Today is Jai Shri's birthday. Fantastic. You are blessed to be a devotee. May you be blessed more every day. Okay, so I'm going to read about their meeting, which is very ecstatic. Hold on, you might faint in ecstasy. Seeing Madhavendra Puri, Lord Nitananda at once fell unconscious to the ground, stunned in ecstatic prema. Hmm. Seeing Lord Nitananda, Madhavendra Puri forgot himself as well and fell unconscious. It's all your fault. Just by seeing you, I fell unconscious. How dare you! They both fell unconscious. Why? The emotion that is aroused from in the heart of someone who has Krishna, when they see another person who has Krishna, it's overwhelming. And when, when ever you read that, that a devotee fell unconscious, it means the emotion of love they couldn't handle it, so they they just <laughs> collapse. The, your consciousness shut off. It was too intense to handle. Sri Chandra had repeatedly said that Sri Madhavendra Puri is the original root of worship in ecstatic love. After both Lord Nithananda and Madhavendra Puri swooned, the disciples headed by Ishwar Puri all began to cry. Ishwar Puri is uh, Lord L- Chaitanya's spiritual master. Madhavendra Puri is Lord Chaitanya's grand spiritual master. So, uh, the devotees are looking at this, and what are they doing? They're crying. So, they're being affected by this emotion also, obviously. Recovering after some time, Lord Nitananda and Madhavendra Puri embraced each other and cried. Overwhelmed by ecstatic love for Krishna, they rolled on the ground excuse me, rolled on the sand and cried loudly. Okay, try to visualize what's going on. They see one another, they fall unconscious. All the devotees are looking at this, crying. They regain consciousness. And then they start crying, fall over and roll on the ground. Not and this crying is not coming from any kind of unhappiness. This is happy crying. Oh, I missed one point. Um, so they recovered, embraced one another, started crying and rolled on the sand, crying loudly. Tears of love flowing from their eyes like rains soaked Mother Earth, making her feel gratified. So, you know, sometimes you hear like tears shooting out like syringes and here we hear tears soaking the ground it's not a metaphor. It's actually what happened. They were crying so profusely the ground could you imagine that? We've never I've never seen, have you? You're crying so much there's puddles on the ground below. All that happened when Krishna was crying, when his mother Mother Yasoda was chastising. So this is actually what happened, don't think it's just a, a you know, what's the word, metaphor? It was like, they. it wasn't like puddles of ground, it wasn't like, they. Their, their crying was like puddles, it wasn't like it, it wasn't a simile, it was actually what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like rain, okay, like rain. So it soaked. They're crying like rain, shivering, shedding tears, hair standing on end, and other ecstatic symptoms appeared endlessly on their bodies. This was because Lord Krishna personally resides in their bodies. Lord Nityananda said, "All the pilgrimage I've done till now." has now borne fruit. Today I have seen the lotus feet of Madhavendra Puri. Seeing his ecstatic love of God, my life has become successful. Sri Madhavendra Puri embraced Lord Nitananda and was was unable to reply as his throat choked with love. Madhavendra Puri was so pleased that he was unable to release Lord Nitananda from his embrace. I mean, think about it. If you were embracing Lord Nityananda, would you be able to let him go? Ishwarapuri, Brahmananda Puri, and all the other devotees of Madhavendra Puri felt intense attachment for Lord Nityananda. Hmm. They had met many sadhus, but never before seen such symptoms of prema. Hmm. Now meeting Lord Nitananda relieved their distress. It said they met. They had met many materialistic people that caused them distress, but now meeting Nitananda, it relieved their distress, and it aroused their Krishna prema. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so they travel together a little bit. Mm. So there's a verse. Um, I'll read a verse. Madhavendra Puri said, this is Madhavendra Puri, I have never seen such ecstatic love. Wherever there is such prema is my favorite holy place. I know Krishna has given me his mercy since he's given me such a friend as Nityananda. Wherever one finds Nityananda's company is the most sacred and transcendental place. That devotee who hears the name of Nitananda will certainly attain the lotus feet of Krishna Chandra if one can if one has the slightest envy for Nitananda, Krishna never favors him even if he's a devotee. nitananda, nitananda, nitananda. what did it, what did we just read uh, um, That devotee who hears the name of Nitananda will certainly attain the lotus feet of Krishna Chandra. Nitananda, Nitananda. I have to take that name in. Now, when I was reading this, I was thinking of something. Um, it's said here that if one has even the slightest bit of envy for Nitananda, he's not going to get love of Krishna. And I think this is significant. Because sometimes a devotee Will make offenses. And still they're going on with their devotional service. But you can't get love of Krishna if you're making offenses. You can go on with your devotional service, but until you stop making offenses, you're just going to go on with your devotional service. And it's not going to be pleasing. Your service is not going to be pleasing to Krishna because you're offending a devotee. You'll never be able to chant, shoot Hanam if you're offending a devotee. And so as long as you're offending a devotee, even though you're doing devotional service, you're not going to get the fruit of the love of God. So sometimes you see a devotee and you, and you might think, you know, this devotee seems to be offending other devotees. But at the same time, he seems to be a good devotee. He's up every morning and he's chanting his rounds. But Krishna 's not pleased with that, and he 's not going to get until he stops offending until he apologizes for his offenses he 's not going to get love of krishna it 's not going it 's not going to work, so it may appear yeah that everything is going on, but internally it 's not going on that 's the meaning of this. Krishna never favors him even if he's if he 's a devotee so it 's like saying he 's offending nitananda and he 's a devotee What does that mean he 's engaged in devotional service. And his engagement is not pleasing Krishna because he's offending a devotee. Yes, is a good point. I say we have some comments. Krishna says, "I heard it's not good to be too sentimental, but it is okay that one feels deep love for, or sadness for Krishna and Prabhupada, or reading leelas or about Prabhupada." Well, depends what you mean by sentimental. You know, if your dog dies and you know you stop chanting your rounds, yeah, that would be a bit too sentimental. Like um, we have the story of Bart Marrash, and uh, this deer had just given birth, but it was running away from a hunter. So this, what do you call that? Fawn? Is it called a fawn? It's just there, and you know, so bharmas took care and he became very attached that's being sentimental you become if you become attached to something that becomes an impediment to your bhakti that's sentimental i mean otherwise being sentimental for krishna that's that sounds like perfection to me um the word sentimental in and of itself is not a bad word. I think it's I think this word in, in ISKCON sentimental is like,
1: "Oh, you said I oh, I've got the disease. Probably you get COVID? No, I
0: got sentimentalism." Ooh, really? I'm, I'm like I better distance myself from you. You're sentimentalist. Sentimentalist means you have all these crazy feelings which are not um We'll just say not bona fide. Uh, And you don't understand bhakti. You think you have love, but it's just love. But really you love ice cream more than you love Krishna. And things of that nature. That's sentimentalism. But to be sentimental in and of itself is not bad. But to think that I have love of Krishna when I don't, and to think I have bhakti when I don't even understand what bhakti is or how to execute it, that's being sentimental. Or if my puppy dies and I'm like, I can't chant my rounds for a month. Yeah. So, like that. So, sent, being sentimental is it's not bad. It's good if it's for Krishna.
1: Right? Satyuba so says, I heard a class
0: by Rukmini Mataji that once Prabhupada took darshan at a temple she was staying in, and tears shot from his eyes and wet the devotees on the other side of her. Room. Oh my God. I mean, not drenched, but they were splashed a bit. I've heard another story that the devotee saw Prabhupada crying. It was like that. <laughs> Vrindavan Leela says, but who could not love a fawn? Um, you know, it's an interesting story. And I don't know if everybody understands it. We, we say that Bartmarsh fell down. I mean, fall down is, a, is a, it's a... I don't think it's a word, actually, fall down. I think it's two words. You fall down and you put them together then you fall down. But we use it as a word. That was, we use it as a noun. That was a fall down. I don't know. Maybe someone can tell me. Is the word fall down a word? And if so, is it a noun? If it's a word, it must be a noun. He had a fall down. So, when you have a fall down, it would refer to an initiated devotee or someone living in a temple who has made a promise to chant 16 rounds and follow the four principles And you're not chanting 16 rounds. Although, generally, we wouldn't consider that a fall down. But if you are not observing the four principles and you were observing them, then we would consider that you fell down. You fell down from the principle. Right? So, now, Barmarsh didn't actually fall down per se. He didn't commit any sin. He didn't break. There's no. There's nothing describing that he broke principles. What is described is he stopped following principles. So it wasn't a, a fall down per se. I mean, you could call it a fall down. He fell. It was more of a fall away than a fall down. He kind of fell sideways, not down. He he. He was very busy uh, with the fawn. And that kind of became his sadhana to take care of the fawn, and he he became attached to it, and he he um I don't know the details of why and how it happened, but gradually he because of his attachment to the fawn and what it took to take care of her or um he stopped his sadhana he stopped his process, and then he was looking for the fawn, the fawn had gone away, he was looking for the fawn and then while he was looking for the fawn, he died. I forget exactly how, what happened. He died and he became a fawn in his next life. So that story is just a warning. All right, you may have a dog, a cat, whatever, but if you're so attached that they take you away from your devotional service and you're so attached that you would think of them at the time of death, then you're in Troubled water at that point. That's the point. So, you know, should we take care of animals? Yeah, grihasthas should. Feed animals, that's our job. You know. We should take care of all living entities. But taking care and becoming attached in a way that's bad for your bhakti there are two different things. Right? Right? It's like, it's like a brahmachari may be polite and kind to a woman. And if a woman in the temple hurts herself, he may run, get a Band-Aid, and so forth, and help her, which he should do. It doesn't mean he's madly in love with her or anything. But if he's madly in love with her, then that could cause him to fall down, stop chanting, and so forth. So it's something like that, right? So you understand. Fall down is a word according to the dictionary. Oh, wow. Because on, uh, I, was, um, I was wondering, because Microsoft, whenever I write fall down, it tells me it's not a word. In fact, I'm going to write it now. Fall down. Yep, there's a red line under it, which made me think that even Microsoft... Well, Nadia, you better call up Microsoft and tell them it's actually a word, because they don't know that. They think it's not a word. All right. So fall down is a word. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you can have a fall down. It's bona fide. Well, it's bona fide English, anyway. It's not bona fide to have a fall down, but bona fide English. Okay. So, um, you know, there's this conversation which I quote often, which I think is so uh, it's just perfect in understanding attachment and detachment. It's when a devotee asked Prabhupada about attachment to children. And Prabhupada first said it's natural. You know, I mean, there's something wrong with you if you're not attached to your children. If you're not attached to your children, how will you take care of them? You may neglect them. But then, then Prabhupada explained but in Krishna consciousness, attachment to children takes a different form than attachment to children would take if you weren't a devotee. It's not that you're attached so you enjoy, but you're attached and you want to make them, you want to help them become Krishna conscious. So that's how you express your attachment. So as long as your attachment fosters your Krishna consciousness, or as long as your attachment is not so strong that it gets in the way of your Krishna consciousness, then you're okay. The danger is when your attachment becomes Uh, a problem for your bhakti, right? Like Prabhupada says, there's a purport, it's an interesting purport in Bhagavatam because there's so many purports about how grihastha life is, like, not so great. I'll, I'll just put it mildly, right? We've all read those purports. But Prabhupada's really talking about materialistic grihastha life. And in this purport, Prabhupada was talking about grihastha life and he said, but if a devotee, man and woman, if they get married, and the center of their attachment is Krishna, then everything is nice. So does, does the connection enhance the attachment to Krishna? That's the point. So if you're attached to something which is causing you to lose your Krishna consciousness, that attachment is not good. If you're attached to something, it's helping you. Or you can be attached to something in a way that it helps you. That's good. No problem. Uh, don't believe in Microsoft. It's a conspiracy. Mm. They don't know many words. Oh, okay. Don't believe in Microsoft. Yeah, Not it's a conspiracy. Just don't believe. Yeah. What does Microsoft know? they don't even know how to fall down, so why would you know have to ask a devotee? devotees know how to fall down anyway, you know sometimes I think that um in speaking together, we have words which describe something, and I thought fall down was actually an internal world word created by devotees just so we could communicate because we know what we're talking about and but Sometimes devotees have words which are not words like the word bloop. is not a word and not least the way we use it. Bloop. Okay. Look up the word bloop. You know, when it, someone leaves Krishna consciousness, they're said to have blooped. Bloop. Okay. There is a word bloop, but it's not what we think it means. <laughs> <laughs> An ultra low frequency underwater sound detected by the US. <laughs> this is interesting.
1: <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop.
0: Pra- Prabhupada said something like that when He said something like a devotee leaves, it's like a. The soul falls, it makes a sound like. Bloop, bloop. Like this sound, bloop like low water frequency. And so Brahmananda started using that word. When some devotee would leave, he'd said, Oh, devotee blooped. That is you know, that's that's a total internal word, Iskan word, the way we describe somebody left. But you can't go up to someone on the street and say, do, do you know so and so? They blooped. They're like blooped, what's blooped mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, when, when Brahmananda told Prabhupada that so-and-so blooped, Prabhupada said, what is this bloop? Or is this bloop? I don't know how Prabhupada said What is this bloop? And he said, he Prabhupada, he went away. And Prabhupada said, then if he blooped, what can be done? So then Prabhupada started using the word as if he thought it was an English word that he didn't know. So, that's the origin of the word bloop when you become as competent, a writer of Shakespeare, you can make up your own words. But sometimes making up words for ourselves, maybe. But I think the problem is if we make them up for ourselves, uh, and we think everyone they're normal words, and then we run into a problem. We use them and people don't understand what we're saying. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, I'm skipping around to highlights of what I read. And I hope I don't miss anything. Yes, this is the meeting of Lord Chaitanya. This is the highlight, actually. What I really wanted to discuss. This is so... It's just rel- to relish it and hear it is so nice. Blupedo. It's an Iskand, but Spanish word. <laughs> Blupedo. How about blupo? <laughs> Blue Piedo? What happened to so and so? Blue Piedo, Prabhu. Oh, Prabhu, Blue Piedo. So, lo siento, Blue Piedo. Mm. That's Mexican Spanish. To be thrown out of what? Blue also means to be thrown out of what? S M T H. Anyway, it's a perfectly good word. He bloops. Okay, I'm going to read. The topics of Madhyakanda are just like nectar. This is the Madhyakanda of this book. Madhya means middle. Hearing them destroys one's atheistic mentality. Please behold the beautiful Lord Nitananda to your eyes, full satisfaction. He has personified love and affection for Lord Gauranga. Typo, typo, no apostrophe after the E before the S of eyes. What my money back. Speaking in a faltering voice and unable to walk properly, Lord Nitananda resided in Vrindavan. Meanwhile, Sri Gaurachandra revealed himself in Nabadweep. Lord Gauranga constantly did Sankirtan in great ecstasy. Shankirtan. He felt distressed, however, not seeing Lord Nityananda. Lord Nityananda could understand the manifestation of Lord Gorachandra. He lived in Vrindavan, waiting for this auspicious moment. So, let's just describe that. Now that he knows... Now that he knows. There's the story if you want to read it. Gauraprabhu put it up. Told by Chuta Ananda. Mm -hmm. Let's read it so I get the details right because I missed some details. One day I was in the store with Brahmananda and another fellow who had been at the temple said, I don't like this and that. This is all nonsense. He walked out Slam the door. I said to Brahmananda, he fell back into... Uh, wait, wait, wait. He fell back into the ocean of material illusion. Brahmananda then made the sound. Bloop! That is how bloop was created. And it became like you fall into the ocean. Okay, that's like a rock falling in. Bloop! And our word... And And it became our word when someone was leaving the temple. Look at that guy. I think he's going to bloop. Boy, I hope I don't bloop. Where's so-and-so? Oh, he blooped. So we were up in Prabhupada's room and Prabhupada asked, Where is that boy, Michael? Brahmananda said, Oh, he blooped. Bloop? What is this bloop? We all looked at Brahmananda as if to say, You tell him you made it up. He said, Well speaking to Prabhupada, you've been explaining that we fall back into the ocean of Maya like a stone makes the sound when it hits the water. Bloop. (laughs) We've been saying that when somebody leaves, they bloop. Prabhupada responded, well, if he bloop, what can we do? He immediately picked up on it, and that is how blooped got invented. Um, Gordas, you want to write a book of all the words we use in ISKCON and their origins? Because A lot of devotees don't know, like when we say spaced out, where that came from. Or freaked, I'm freaking out. My round's done, I'm freaking out. Nobody, you know, they don't, you weren't living in the 60s or close to it, you don't know where those words come from. Spaced out, freaked out, um, burnt to the max, I'm fried, toasted, you know. Kind of like the origin, you know, like a burnt-out Sankirtan devotee. Uh, Freak-out is what happens when you have a bad LSD trip. Spaced-out is what happens when you take too much LSD. It also happens on LSD. You just, like, you're not present on this dimension anymore. You're off somewhere, like kind of incoherent. Spaced-out. But freaked out is a bad LSD trip. Spaced out is just normally what happens. So these are LSD words. In case you didn't know, that's what you're using. But since the origins of the Hare Krishna movement came from the hippie culture, those I think those words are, are used commonly now, right? Um, yeah. Maybe amongst non-devotees, yeah. So the history of words in ISKCON. You know, we want to write this book, The Krishna Factor. That's uh, Gunagraimara's word. Krishna's intervening. Okay. Okay. So now, as I said earlier, Nitananda did not preach and he's waiting for Mahaprabhu and now Mahaprabhu Nitananda, Mahaprabhu is going to enact his leela of spreading Harinang Sankirtan yeah nitananda knows gets the you know telepathic message no he just he doesn't need telepathy. he's eternally telepathic with Lord with koranga
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. let me read this again we lost Please behold the beautiful Lord Nityananda, to your eyes full satisfaction. What are we reading here? Is this? Oh, I think what we're reading from is. Um, not sure. I read again. The topics of Madhyakanda are just like nectar. Hearing them destroys one's one's atheistic mentality. Please behold the beautiful Lord Nityananda to your eyes' satisfaction. He is personified love and affection for Lord Gorunga. Lord Nityananda's limbs are filled with transcendental mellows for Lord Gorunga. Speaking in a faltering voice and unable to walk properly, Lord Nityananda resided in Vrindavan. So it's just a glorification, and then we just read that he now he understands. It's time to enact the Sankirtan Lila. Understanding that the Lord had revealed himself, Lord Nitananda immediately went to Nabhadvip and stayed at the house of Nanda Acharya. So he leaves Vrindavan knowing it's time to enact these Lilas. And instead of meeting Mahaprabhu, <clears> he <throat> creates some suspense and some separation. Separation is kind of a the theme of the Lila. So he goes to the house of Nandanacharya and we'll read about Nandanacharya for a moment. Nandanacharya was a Mahabhagavata, a pure devotee of the Lord. He saw Lord Nitananda as effulgent as the sun. Lord Nitananda was dressed as an avadut or mendicant. He possessed an attractive body. He was always in deep, sober mood. He possessed an attractive body. He was always in a deep, sober mood. Lord Nitananda chanted the holy names of Krishna day and night. He was the abode of Lord Chaitanya's mercy within the three worlds. He often shouted loudly out of his own ecstasy, maddened with love of God. He was an incarnation of Lord Balaram. The enchanting beauty of his face defeated millions of moons. His sweet smile enlivened all the people of the world. His beautiful, brilliant teeth were like pearls and his two lotus eyes, broad lotus eyes, increased the beauty of his face. His hands stretched to his knees and his chest was very wide. His lotus feet were expert in walking. Lord Nitananda spoke with everyone with burning compassion. Wow! He spoke with... To everyone with burning compassion. What does that mean? That means um, the the nature of a devotee is their heart burns to see other people suffer. That's compassion as a kind of burning. Kaur is saying the word "I'm fried." Uh, yeah, "I'm fried" is not. I'm not fried from compassion, uh, hopefully you can be become fried with compassion but um, so it's hard to burning with just pain hard pain to see the suffering well wow. hmm. Can't find it. Mm. Mm. Yes. Hearing the words from his lotus mouth completely destroyed one's bondage to fruitive activities. As Lord Nitananda arrived in Nadia, all the residents began to chant Joy, Joy. Well, they actually began to chant Joy, Joy, because they're Bengalis. Who is so expert to describe his glories? It is Lord Nitananda who broke the sannyas Dunda of lord gorachandra it is he who enlivened all the fallen foolish traders of bengal trade not traders traders business people traders not traitors Traitor sounds the same if anyone even chants his holy name he will certainly be purified seeing lord nitananda nanda nacharya became very happy he offered him lunch and kept him in his house Whoever hears about Lord Nityananda's arrival at Nabadweep will certainly obtain the treasure of love and devotion. So this was also another impetus to read this, to get this blessing. Whoever hears about Lord Nitananda's arrival at Nabadweep will certainly obtain the treasure of love and devotion. I don't know when that treasure is going to arrive at your house, but it's on its way. Just stay. Don't go anywhere. Fried with compassion. It's called compassion fatigue. <laughs> like nurses or doctors, when they don't tear, take care of themselves, but constantly, yeah. Well, then the conclusion is if you're burning with compassion, you won't fry with compassion. But if you're not burning with compassion, you will fry. Because you're burning with compassion, all you want to do is, like Lord Nitananda with Jaga and Mada, he didn't burn out with them. Because he was burning with compassion, he didn't get fried with them. They got a bit upset with him yeah, okay. <clears throat> uh, so here's the blessing. We're going to get the treasure of love and devotion. It's just being sent right now. Let's see when it arrives. Aware of Lord Nityananda's arrival in Nabadweep, Sri Vishrambar became extremely happy. So he told Srivas and Haridas, he knew where he was, but it was just part of a lila. He said, go find them. They went out for nine hours searching in Mayapur and they couldn't find him. So then the next day, Lord Chaitanya said, come with me, I know where he is. Um, so, this is what Lord Chaitanya said. Today, this is before he told them to go, today I had a wonderful dream I saw a beautiful chariot with a flag on top that came and stopped near my door. Within that chariot, there was a remarkable personality. He carried a large pillar on his shoulder and appeared restless. He had a stick tucked into his clothes and carried a pitcher in his left hand. He dressed in blue garments with a blue chodder on his chest. A wonderful earring hung hung on his left ear. By his features, I assume he is none other than Haladar Balaram. He repeatedly asked, Is this the house of Nimai Pandit? Lord Chaitanya continued, I have never seen such a noble and powerful personality. He was effulgent and dressed like an avaduta. I was severely stunned by seeing him. Hmm. I asked him, who are you? He smilingly replied, I'm your brother! We will meet and know each other tomorrow. I don't know if you know this incident, part of the story. Hearing his words, my happiness increased. I considered myself as similar to that personality. Speaking like this, Lord Chaitanya fell into ecstatic trance and began to roar loudly in the mood of Huladar Balaram. The Lord demanded, bring wine! His loud voice almost shattered the ears of everyone present. Then Srivas Pandit said, Please listen, O Goshai." The wine that you are asking for is right here in front of you. Only those you give it to can relish it. In other words, the holy name. So it says, like, like Lord Chaitanya, it doesn't just do like things ordin- ordinary. You know, just like Nita coming and you know, okay, well, let's, let's go meet him. No, it's like dreams and different emotions. And, you know, Now he's in the mood of Haladar, Balaram. All the devotees remained shivering at a distance. They all thought there must be some reason behind this. The lotus-eyed lord loudly talked aimlessly. He smiled and moved his body to and fro in the mood of Sankarshan. <clears throat> After a short while, the lord returned to his normal condition explaining the meaning of his dream he became absorbed in the mood of balaram and then he said i have a feeling in my heart that some holy personality has arrived in Nabadweep. i already told you that we would we would meet him soon oh haridas shivas go find him so now he orders them and then they can't find him So why did he order the search? There's a reason and you're going to find out. Why did he order them to search if he knew they weren't going to find him? By the pretext of ordering the search, he showed that Nitananda is most confidential. In other words, you just can't find him. Some people glorify Lord Gorachandra, but as soon as they hear the name of Nitananda, they get up and leave, just like if one worships Govinda but not, does not respect Lord Shiva. For that offense, he will surely go to the abode of Yamaraj. So you worship. uh. Yeah, that was, I think, the one of the... Uh, I think it wasn't Krishnadas Kavaraj that his brother accepted Krishna but not Lord Chaitanya and then I think some of the sons of Advaita, some accepted Lord Chaitanya but not Nityananda. Not good. This incarnation of Lord Nityananda is most confidential. Without the inspiration of Lord Chaitanya, no one can even see him. If anyone criticizes Lord Nitananda's unfavorable, excuse me, unfathomable, 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 I can't speak English anymore, unfathomable qualities, though he possesses devotion to Lord Krishna, such devotion will be checked. So that's the same, same point that was made before. You possess devotion to Krishna, but... If you criticize Nityananda Prabhu, your devotion is just, it's not going anywhere. It looks like devotion, but it's not going anywhere. Hmm. So, Gerda says, "What if one is more attached to Lord Nityananda, but not to Lord Chaitanya. Should that attachment lead to love for Lord Chaitanya? What if it's still not developing? Well... You know, there's a tattva here also of understanding the position of Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda. So, first you have to understand who Lord Chaitanya is. And we we approached Lord Nityananda to get Lord Chaitanya's mercy. And, of course, Lord Chaitanya's mercy comes through Lord Nityananda. So, um, I don't think it's proper... To not be attached to both, but if you're more attached to Nithananda because he's more merciful, that's fine. But not to be attached to Lord Chaitanya doesn't make sense because it's his compassion that Nithananda is representing. So it's like one. It's like you can't, you can't, in theory, you can't be attached to one without the other because Nithananda is just every everything for Nithananda is Lord Chaitanya, and if you are actually attached to Lord Nitananda, because he's attached to Krishna, you have to be, uh, and he's attached to Mahaprabhu, you have to be attached to Mahaprabhu. Because he is. So if you're, you know, you love me, love my dog. So our philosophy is we teach Krishna bhakti. But when Nityananda would go out, he didn't teach Krishna bhakti, he taught Gaura bhakti. He didn't say chant Krishna, he said chant Gaura. Right? Hear, hear from Gora. Hear about Gora. Serve Gora. That's what he preached, because for him everything was O Chaitanya. Mm, right? You can say Bolo Krishna, Baja Krishna, Koro Krishna. What is Bolo Gora? Baja Gora. Koro Gora. That was Siksha. That was nitananda so to be attached to nitananda yeah to be more attached more merciful yeah <clears throat> why not <clears throat> but understand that he's attached to goranga all the mercy is coming from goranga so yeah all right. okay So Lochitanya said, "Come with me. Let's go see him." On the way, Lochitanya called Marari. Marari, have you not seen Avaduta Nitananda? Saying this, he began to smile. He's now staying at Nandan Acharya's house. Come with me. We're going there. I'm telling you the truth. While walking, the Lord repeatedly chanted, "Hari, Hari." His whole body shivered and his voice choked. Five or seven lines of tears flowed from his eyes. The lustrous golden lord was unable to walk. Well, It's hard to imagine, right? Sometimes he leaped up to five steps ahead like a powerful lion and sometimes looked behind like a mad elephant. Out of ecstasy, the Lord would make a loud noise again and again, which was as grave as the noise of the cloud. In this way, Sri Gaurasanda, along with his associates, finally reached the house of Nandan Acharya. Hmm. Okay, get ready for some ecstasy. Everyone saw a jewel-like personality sitting in the house of Nandan Acharjo. His effulgence was equal to that of millions of suns. He was sitting in his own mood, deeply absorbed in ecstatic meditation. He was smiling all the time. Wouldn't you like to be there? Wouldn't you like to be with Lord Chaitanya when this happened? I mean, what would you pay? What would you pay to be part of this Leela? What would you be willing to do to be part of this Leela? A friend of mine wrote a song and he said, you can get all the wealth in the world for the price of sitting down. So, for the price of this wealth, all you have to do is sit down, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, no offense. And maybe someday, I mean, I don't know about you, I I, I, I actually lived uh, for a period of time, I maybe it was six, eight months or so, or a year, I can't remember. I lived in Mayapur in an apartment that was probably 50 yards, 40 yards, from Nandan Acharya's house, and I would walk by the backyard of his house every morning on the way to the temple. And I was reading somewhere—I can't remember. Maybe where was I reading? Maybe maybe Chaitanya Bhagavat somewhere. And it said, or Navadvi Mahatmya probably. It said, "If you have eyes to see, then when you look at Nandan Acharya's house." you will see palaces made of jewels. You, or you will not palaces, you'll see a palace made of jewels. And you'll see so many things. And you know what India's like, you know, unpaint, the the garden is unkept, the building's not so well painted, and so forth. So that's what I was seeing. And so, you know, every day I walk by and I see, I don't see the jewel palaces. I'm like, dang, when am I going to see the jewel palaces? You know, maybe Tomorrow. I didn't, today I'll chant better rounds. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. When am I going to see it? i not see I want to see it. And then often I would go there. And even now after I moved, sometimes when we walk uh, our morning walks, we end up there, so we go in. Occasionally we go in and and I think I think about this Leela. I think I wanna be there, I wanna see it when. So I think it's nice. When you read the Leelas to meditate like I'd like to be there. And Krishna is very kind. He may let you be here, be there. But anyway, let's read about it and develop develop our desire to be there. Uh uh-huh. mm, yeah. Well, Jitanya like was seven feet. I don't know how much two and a half meters is. No, it's more than two and a half meters. Two and a half meters is not tall. Or is it? No, he was three and a half meters, or over three meters. No, he was seven feet tall. Yeah. Was not as tall and beautiful? Of course. How we attain compassion for others in our imperfect stage. Most people, thinking about himself and take care of himself. Stop thinking about yourself. and Take care of others. And if you don't feel like stop, if you don't feel like to not think about yourself and take care of others. All the more reason to stop thinking about yourself and take care of others because your compassion will develop when you take care of others. Okay. Aware that Lord Nityananda was in a deep trance of pure devotion, Lord Vishenbar and his devotees offered obeisances. Everyone stood aside with awe and reverence. No one said a word. They simply stared at him. Then Mahaprabhu Vishrambar came before Lord Nitananda, who had once understood his beloved and worshipful Lord was present. worshipable, Worshipful and worshipable. The form of Vishrambar was as beautiful as that of a cupid. He wore an attractive dress and a flower garland. Sandalwood paste was smeared on his forehead. The lustre of gold appeared most insignificant before the body of the Lord. Even the moon god hankers to see his enchanting face. The Lord's teeth resembled a set of pearls, and seeing his attractive hair, one becomes unconscious. Oh, my God! What happened to you, Prabhu? Oh, I saw Lord Chaitanya's hair and I fell over unconscious. That's beautiful hair. What does that look like? Can we even imagine? Seeing his two broad pink eyes, one wonders, are there any more lotus flowers? What does that mean? Are there any more lotus flowers? Like, his eyes are so much more beautiful than a lotus flower. Like, lotus flowers are not lotus flowers anymore. His two long hands stretched down to his knees. A fine, thin Brahmin thread beautified his broad chest. His forehead was wonderfully decorated with marks of tilak. And his body looked enchanting even without any ornaments. His fingernails defeat the beauty of millions of jewels. His attractive smile is nectar. Lord Vishambhar stood in front of Lord Nitananda, who had once recognized the Lord of his heart. So, just imagine. They walk in. It looks like, as far as I can tell, he sat down in front of Lord Nitananda. Whoa! Fireworks are going to start happening. Lord Nitananda, out of joy, was stunned. He stared at Lord Vishambar without blinking his eyes. He desired to lick Vishambar with his tongue and drink his beauty through his eyes. Nitananda desired to embrace Vishambar with his hands and smell him with his nose. Lord Nitananda simply became stunned. In other words, every one of his senses wanted to engage and that was there in the Bhagavatam when Narada Muni saw Krishna. Same thing. Just all his senses wanted to engage. Everyone was so astonished, you know, just serve with all my senses. Everyone was so astonished that he did not speak or move. He was just staring at Lord Chitanya. Lord Garanga the life and soul of everyone, beheld the situation and began to invent ways to reveal Lord Nityananda. With the gesture, gesture, the Lord instructed Srivas to recite a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. Understanding the Lord's intention, Srivas at once recited a verse, and the verse is wearing a peacock feather upon his head, blue karnikara flowers on his ears, a yellow garment as brilliant as gold. And the Vijayanti garland, Lord Krishna exhibited his transcendental form as the greatest of dancers as he entered the forest of Vrindavan, beautifying it with the marks of his footprints. He filled the holes of his flute with the nectar of his lips, and the coward boys sang his glories. Lord Balaram's coward boy, so that's the right verse. Hearing this verse, Nitananda fell to the ground unconscious. Out of great ecstasy, Lord Nitananda remained inert as Lord Garanga told Srinivas to continue. Awakening after a short while, Lord Nitananda began to cry. Repeatedly hearing the verses from Srimad Bhagavatam, Lord Nitananda became maddened. He roared like a lion. And the sound shook the universe. He jumped in the air so forcefully that everyone thought all his bones would break to pieces. The last We went to Eka Chakra. I forget when it was. Maybe it was the last time I was in India. And then we read Chaitanya Charitamrita and we had devotees um, play out the pastimes so we could actually see them. And There was one Kirtan Lila where... where um, and maybe it was Das Thakur. He would jump in the air and he would fall to the ground. So we had devotees were jumping in the air and crashing on the ground.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What to speak of others, even the Vaishnavas became afraid. They all prayed, O oh Krishna, please save him. O oh Krishna, please save him. Lord Nitananda rolled on the ground and his whole body became wet with tears. Why would he break his bones? Because he jumped so high coming down. That's what they were afraid of. Sometimes he would laugh loudly and sometimes he felt great happiness within his heart. Sometimes he danced. Sometimes he clapped his hands and sometimes he jumped forcefully. Oh, we have to speed up here. I I don't want to compromise and not read all of this because it's so nice. There was one other amazing story also. Maybe Monday we'll read the other amazing story. Okay. Um, a golden effulgence shone from the beautiful body of Lord Nitananda. Brightly shining ornaments decorated his charming bodily limbs. Yellow cloth adorned his waist and he wore a turban decorated with champaka flowers. Tinkling ankle bells sounded as he walked. Tears tears, filled his deer-like eyes. His enchanting smile appeared as if lightning had fallen down on earth. His captivating smile disturbed the chastity of women. His grave voice resembled the sound of a cloud. Um, one of the qualities of a devotee is poetic, as you can notice. Das, Dastakor is quite poetic. His roaring sounds subdued the mad elephant. Okay, overflooded with love, Lord Nitananda's body showed symptoms of ecstatic love: shivering, standing of hairs on end, perspiration. He held a golden stick in his hand as he defeated the pride of Kali. His lotus-like palms were simply wonderful decorated with armlets, banklets, necklace, bracelets, earrings, this and that. Blah, blah. Okay. Sometimes he stood up saying, please hold me. Then he would ask everyone, where is that coward boy? Kanai. Sometimes he uttered strange words and sometimes he cried or laughed. Sometimes he asked for honey and sometimes he praised his consort, Ravati. So he's totally in the ba- ba- mood of Balaram. Sometimes he hopped. Sometimes... He said one thing, the next moment something else. No one could understand what he said. The fragrance of his bodily limbs caused all the young girls and the married women to leave their homes without hesitating. Lord Nitananda fell on the ground to offer obeisances to Lord Vishambar and humbly offered prayers with sweet words. Lord Nitananda fell at his lotus feet. Both of them tried to catch hold of each other's feet. And this you also find when they were doing kirtan at Sri the devotees, but like all trying to catch one another's feet, take the dust. They're not like you know we do that, but we're not that humble. But they're actually doing it out of humility. Um, Lord looked at Nityananda Prabhu's smiling face and said, "Where were you? I have searched the entire world, but could not get any, but." I have searched the entire world, but I have I have searched the entire world, but I could not get any get any news of you. Finally I heard that the son of Nanamaj is living at Navadweed in Godidesh, hiding his real identity. I have come here to catch this thief. Today I have caught you. How will you escape? Hmm. This was Nitananda speaking to Lord Chaitanya. I have searched the entire world. Now I have found you, you thief. I have caught you. How will you escape? Saying this, Nitananda began to laugh, cry, and dance. Gauranga also danced, seeing Lord Nitananda's ecstatic madness. Gorachandra cried along with all the Vaishnavas. The happiness of Nitananda increased without limit. Although everyone tried to pacify him, Pacify him. They were they were unable. When all the devotees failed to calm him, Vishwambar personally embraced him. As soon as Vishwambar embraced him, Lord Nitananda surrendered his life to Lord Vishrambar, Vishrambar, and became still. Nitananda offered his life to him, to whom it belongs, and remained inert on the lap of Lord Chaitanya. Inert on the lap of Lord Chaitanya. Lord Nitananda floated in the water of Chaitanya's love just as Lakshman lay on the lap of Ramchandra being hit by the Shakti weapon of Ravana. Lord Nitananda swooned, pierced by the arrows of love and devotion. Gaurachandra cried with Nitananda on his lap. Both lords felt an indescribable happiness. Their love and affection for each other is like that of Sri Ram and Lakshman. There is no other example. Of the affection seen between Gorachandra and Nitananda, except this. Just read a little more, and then we'll end class. After a while, Nitananda received all the devo- uh, revived. Excuse me. After a while, Lord Nitananda revived. All the devotees began to chant Hudi Hudi. Seeing Lord Nitananda on the lap of Vishrambar Gadadhar smiled and thought, "This is contradictory. Lord Ananta always carries Vishrambar on his lap." Today his pride has been smashed in the lap of the Lord. Gadadhar Pandit knows the influence of Lord Nitananda, and Nitananda knows the heart of Gadadhar. So I think we'll end here to leave you in suspense, and I think we'll continue on Monday. We'll continue um, often after festivals. We go up to five days. It just depends on the mood, but I think it's nice one day is not enough to fully appreciate Lord Nitananda. Right, so you ha we'll read your comments and then you know. Marco says, It is amazing to think that the wonderful Gaur Nitai were personally present on this planet just five hundred years ago. We are really lucky, yeah. It's amazing to think that I lived fifty yards from where this Leela happened. <laughs> isn't it It's amazing that we can even talk about this leave. Yes, it was super when we were in Ekachakra. Yeah, we went to Ekachakra. And uh, you know, we had these dramas and kirt- lots of kirtans. And uh if you get Nityai's mercy, you're very fortunate. I would pray for it. Um, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So um, rather than disappoint you, we will continue. Hare Krishna. And some of you we will see in an hour and a half for Japa. And uh, after Japa, we, rec- we recitate, not we recite six Shlokas of Bhagavad Gita. And that way, I think in six months, we will have chanted the whole Gita. Pretty nice, huh? Okay. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāi. Hare Krishna, Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāi.